Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Andy, third part of the week out of four. We got another surprise. Four, another bonus part. Well, it's not much of a surprise. Bronner's blabbing all over because. <laughs> but yeah, we are going to do another no, bonus pod. It is hardest, man. hardest working guys in gambling Twitter. Four pods in a week, plus yeah, halftime shows, plus yeah. other stuff. Doing brown bag. Obviously, the hockey yeah. hockey one was a lot of fun. We learned a lot. It's funny, Mike. I just pulled up Twitter before I was going to shut it down. And Somebody commented about Montreal is plenty fun at the moment, he says, because <laughs> we had talked about oh, the, right. the COVID restrictions in Canada right now. So maybe the Montreal flu will be a thing. But, yes, we are back. It is NFL Wednesday. We're going to go through most of the games. There are some shit ones. We'll probably skip over some goofy. Uh, some of these are just going to be goofy markets based on, like, uh, the quarterback stuff. Like, honestly, Denver, Pittsburgh. I don't think we can give you a very good picture outside of what's going to like, you really, really need to know what's going on. There are some massive differences between the starters and the backups on that. And uh, it's hard to get a solid handicap on a Wednesday, especially Probably we're seeing, if you're streaming de- defensive teams in the NFL, pick one of those two. Yeah. Pick, pick one of those. A oh, Twitch gang is live today. Spartan said, there we go. The Twitch, the Twitch is growing every day. If you're not over in the Twitch yet, you are, well behind the curve and that's not to that's not to look past our amazing youtube friends so no no they're good too i mean you youtube this is yeah twitch twitch is like uh hip and now with it and wow i guess i don't know you can do better emojis over there but i don't know what that is that you just said but it felt a little felt a little cringe i gotta be honest it's it's from a (laughs) it's from a local tv it's a local sports radio thing it's like a fifty-year-old dude that does that. So oh, that hip, makes that checks out. With it that, checks, the it, that checks out entirely. That checks he's out. A, entirely. Yeah, he's a Lions fan too, so he's not even from here. Um, anybody? Yeah, shout out the common man if anyone is from Minnesota. Ooh. Frank Brink says the Twitch. Yeah, we're gonna let some people populate in here before we get too deep into it. But I'm excited because our Sunday plays all gathered some. They went out uh, amongst the fields and gathered some. CLV, it's not CLV until the line closes, technically. True, but they gathered some. It's almost like uh, once it was physics, you know, potential energy, it's potential CLV. Oh, that's good. That's a good I like potential call. CLV because definitely the Thursday night or the the London game was lined a little too low. The Bengals game is getting steamed up as well. And then also, I bet Tennessee three and a half, they're up to four and a half. Despite, nice work by you. Despite no wide receivers. Real quick question, Frank. Although AJ Brown was limited. AJB was limited. He practiced today. Yeah. I think that probably helps too. Cowboys best team in the NFL. Best offense in the NFL that's not led by Pat Mahomes. I think Cowboys are the number two offense in the NFL, and I don't think it's really a debate. What do you think? I wrote that in my power. Like they were the biggest jump in my power rankings today. I said if the defense is even mildly good, like they can win the NFC just because this offense is going to be so much fun. Cowboys are the best team in Texas. I'll give you that. And by, by a margin, that's tough to quantify (laughs) (laughs) because how bad is Houston really? Um, We had that conversation offline. Yeah. And uh, who's this really? Who's the question is who's the second best team in Texas? Is it 
the University of Texas or is it the Houston Texans? Because that's kind of a it's kind of a college football roster with Brandon Cooks and Laramie Tunsil. Um, so let's uh, let's 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 continue, let's uh, actually before we you know now as long as we're talking macro. Um, you had any futures this week? You had any MVP bets? Is this because this week feels consequential? particularly in the AFC, if you're populating your AFC market, give me your read on what happens with the AFC futures market pending this, uh, you know, with both sides of this uh, Sunday night football game, which is obviously a lot more important than last week's Sunday night football game, despite the fanfare. Yeah, I don't know if it's super consequential. I don't think one of them is going to drop off the face. I mean, they're both pretty similar prices right now. If I had to look, I'm guessing Casey and Buffalo are pretty close. Probably I think what, if Buffalo, three, four, one. I mean, if Buffalo wins, you can pretty much put in pen. That's your one seed in the AFC, though, right? Yeah, I mean, so like, based like on they, schedule, like a win like for anything them, can happen though. A win for them, their number comes down aggressively. I, I would say their win prob the probability of them landing first overall, considering the rest of their schedule is doo easy. It is uh, doo easy. I, I think, and and flip and on the flip side. Uh, People want to bet. Public money wants to bet the Chiefs, though. I don't think you can go. I don't think you can adjust those two too aggressively. Otherwise, you're going to take a big Chiefs liability and then an injury or a slip up by the Bills, and you're sitting on a big Chiefs liability when they slide into the one seed by accident. There's an extra game to do it this year. So, I, I, while I agree with you, I don't think the move would be outrageous. Okay. I thought you were going to bring up our conversation from earlier. You asked well, me about. Yeah, no, we were going. I was going there um, next. Yeah. Go, well, go ahead and ask me then. NFC. My picture of the NFC has changed, considering, again, some of the difficulty of the schedules and some of the results we have so far. Um, the fact that the Niners, Rams, uh, Cardinals, and Seahawks are as tightly bunched as they are in terms of overall team power strength, power rating, now has me projecting the winner of that division to get the four seed. Um, which makes it that much tougher than to claw your way through the, you know, to the, you know, to the uh, NFC championship game, because almost certainly at that point, you're taking on the best of the wild cards. Who is, who's probably who's is in your divisions, cards. probably in your division, you get another division game. Right? Yep. You're going to be a, a small home favorite in your, you know, in, in your head to head there. And then you're going to have to go on the road, on the road. If you expect to get to the, Super Bowl, which makes it that much tougher for all four of those teams. And then on the flip side, that means somebody moves up into that likely two spot. I still have the Bucks, the head and shoulders favorite to get the one. Yeah, their schedule is super easy still. Um, what is your uh, what's your guess as to who the two seed I have currently most likely landing in the two? Well, I didn't have as big of an advantage as you, but I agree with you. I do have Dallas as my as my probable two seed. And like when, when you asked me to look at futures and I, I showed some value on there, but I showed bigger value on a few AFC teams, but okay. I was looking at an eight to one, you quoted a nine to one. Yeah. At, at nine to one Dallas, I would agree with you. Dallas is a play to win the NFC at nine to one. If you can find that there's some bad numbers, like there's some sevens out there. Don't, don't settle for that hunt around. There are some nines to win. So I, I think it's Dallas just edging out Green Bay a little for the two seed. And really between the two, three, and four seed, probably not a real big difference until you end up in that, you know, that second game. And truthfully, even that, there's not a big home field advantage built in this year anymore at all. So yeah, probably not a massive difference between two, three, and four. If 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 Dallas, if I bet Dallas right now, I don't feel too bad about them 
um, ending up in the three seed rather than the two, I don't see it as a big difference. You know, the only difference would be they'd have to go play at Green Bay if that happened. So, right. Eh, eh, yeah. So uh, we did. I mean, did you play some? I played some. I put yeah, some in you know what I did? I played some to cover my Tampa Bay stick from preseason. I don't because... even have. I don't even have Tampa Bay sticks. So I, I mean, I can. I I poo pooed Dallas future on Sunday's show because of the McCarthy coaching blunder, which is inevitably coming in the playoffs. The problem is if they have two home playoff games as the two seed then the likelihood that they are your opponent as the Bucks in the AFC title game, I think is pretty high. I guess uh, the yeah. question becomes if the Packers are the three seed, do the Packers go to Dallas in that two, three matchup and get a head to head win and then move on to the Bucks. And if you force my hand, I, I say probably that's how that goes down. I think the Cowboys probably win their first round head to, you know, first round uh, home game and then lose at home to the, uh, to the Packers, which would be, quite elegant for Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy to have that type of a reunion in round two of the play. That would be fun. That would be, uh, and, and even more fun if Dallas is the three seed and they have to go to Lambeau uh, and Mike McCarthy heads back into that environment. But either way, I think those two teams are on a collision course for round two of the playoffs as the two and three seed. Um, and I, you know, again, the Bucks haven't looked great. The Bucks are like having a cluster injury at the defensive backs. I faded the Bucks this week, um, but still ultimately like they're doing just enough to win these games and uh, the likelihood that they they'll, come, in, you know, they'll, they'll scrape get it together. Yeah, they'll get it together as we get deeper into the season, I think. Yeah. Um, one other quick no, question. and and truthfully, the only other the only thing that would the other fly in the ointment, and a team that I also showed, uh, the three other teams I showed some value on in the futures market to win their respective conferences were Arizona, Baltimore, and Cincinnati. And yeah. just because Cincinnati was there's yeah. some fifty to ones out there. That's a big number. Yeah. It's a big number, and it just I again I don't have them at a very high percentage of winning the conference. It would be a big ask with that offensive line and that bad of a coach. But fifty to one was yeah. it was like it's a bad number, but I'm not betting it. The market says like, they have a shot this week against the Packers. The market says yeah. that they're live in that game. Um, I don't what, agree. Yeah, with it was that, one of those but, where I I show yeah. value. I just they win. Can't, I can't bet that. So if they beat the Packers head to head. That fifty to ones goes. That gets short real quick. Uh, I guess th one last question then about the AFC: um, Are you going to add Baltimore? And is now the ideal time because the Baltimore Ravens do not leave the Baltimore area for a month and a week. In fact, their next road game is like November something teenth. I think they go to Miami or something 19th. like that. I so five weeks now, four games, four home games and a bye, they get in Baltimore, which is pretty amazing. Um, they then follow that, though, by the way, with four and five on the road. Um, yeah. But is, you know, is there anything about this team that they because they've weathered, they've weathered some bad injury luck, bad injury luck. And yet here they are three and one, a 55 yard field goal from Dan Carlson away from four and oh. You know, is is it important to grab either Lamar MVP or Baltimore AFC at this point in time, or do you think it wasn't a massive edge? It was like okay. I have them at like five fifty. It's seven fifty in the market. Like it was, it wasn't huge. I, I'm not too excited about it. Because Math aside, though, I, is this the buy? No, it, it would be. If you wanted it, I would take it now. 
Although there might be some 10 to ones after they get through that rough stretch. That's what I'm saying. Like this is going to look so good for like three, four weeks, and then they're going to hit the rough stretch and it, it might just go back to like 10 to one as other teams glide towards the one and two seeds. And also towards winning their division when Baltimore is looking more like a wild, you know, a certain wild card, but not, not a team that could be doing damage in January. So probably staying away from that, but I would agree if you wanted it, now's the right time. And then uh, like Arizona could be the fly in the ointment in this NFC picture you painted. So just, yeah, if they, if they are going to stay healthy and just play this good, especially on offense and take advantage of the, everything that other teams are doing that super conditional on Kyle and Murray staying healthy. Yeah, like that that's He's a thing. They a have a long guy. tail to the being the third best team in that division if he gets hurt. Yeah, right. And they have five Fourth. more games against the NFC West, which are all coin flips. Um, including this week where I think they no they 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 join the ranks of the rest of the NFL teams with a loss in the loss column. Um shall we? Let's do it. Let's start at the top with Thursday night football, which is another NFC West matchup. Um, Didn't have much appetite getting involved in this one early, uh, even though we did project the Rams were going to be the hot side here. Um, I don't have a ton of, holy crap, it's out to two and a half. If it gets to three, I will be, my eyes will pop, and I'll probably bet the Seahawks if it gets to three. And it's, I mean, it's trending that way. You got to lay one certainly if you want the uh, Rams right now. Um, action looks pretty one, one-sided here. Um, again, kind of surprising because Russell Wilson has done nothing to prove, you know, anyone, you know, he's done nothing but dis- dispel his doubters in prime time at home. Like that's his time to shine. <laughs> he, he always tends to overperform in those spots. I'm not saying that's a reason to go bet the Seahawks, but um, you know, people are pretty certain that the Rams are the better team here by a meaningful margin if the Seahawks have less than a 50-50 chance to get a home primetime win. Uh, what do you make of this line? What do you make of the spot? And, uh, you know, how or are you going to attack this game? I make it, I make value on Seattle. I can't get out to two and a half. I'm no, certainly not, no. looking yeah. at it. Um, if I were to bet this, especially if it, just maintained it two and a half. Again, I'm the kind of guy who won't be taking uh, the points when it's under three. I would just bet the money line. Although I'd I'd shop around because I think you could get a plus one twenty, plus one twenty five if you really looked around. Um, and honestly, if it, if it were out there in the market and some places were at three and some are at two and a half, maybe a little bit on plus one twenty five, a little bit on plus three. But as it is now, I'm probably going to stay away from this. I did tease this with the Vikings this morning. Um, it just, this is the leg I like the most home, just, you know, I'm getting a couple of home teams. I don't believe in the Rams defense. The thing that we really saw that we finally got to see was the Rams defense is probably not elite. It can be beaten. Obviously Arizona was able to take advantage of some turnovers, which, uh, is a little, uh, you know, sometimes can Fluky. skew. Th- not repeatable. It can, it's not repeatable. It can screw up the box score a little, but good teams take advantage and score off turnovers. That's what good teams do. And we do believe Arizona is a good team. We think everybody in this division is a good team. The Seahawks are maybe the most questionable out of them based on some of the coaching. Chris Carson with a neck injury, maybe trending towards out, which normally I would be like, oh, good. Maybe they'll throw the ball more. But honestly, with this coaching staff, I'm just worried that they're just going to trot whoever out there and just run, run, run again which would suck because it'd be 
you know, their running has been kind of minus EV in general. And if they're going to use a worse back to do it, that might uh, make me be regretting this teaser. But again, numbers play. I can't get there. I hopefully just Seahawks at home prime time. Uh, it's, it might be a, it might be a, I get this teaser and I needed it kind of thing where, you know, Rams went by a touchdown just because it doesn't matter what my numbers say. Uh, the coaching disadvantage is probably going to come into play at some point, possibly late. So hopefully this see, hopefully this is just tied going into like the last five minutes. Then I won't give a shit. Uh, is there really a coaching advantage ultimately in terms of this game and the way it plays out? Because I agree with you that Seattle's conceptual approach lends them to be the team that's going to have to come from behind. But McVeigh's anti-aggressiveness is probably leaves the door open for them and Russell Wilson in comeback mode. I'll take some of that. Uh, you know, that's kind of a nice, uh, you know, that's kind of a nice game state. I guess that plays in maybe our second it, half. It is. And it is similar to, yeah, maybe a second half play. It is similar to the green Bay game against the Niners where when Rogers had the ball, it's like you're never worried about like some fluky turnover where it goes the other way. Like you're shitty. They're like, well, either he wins this or we cover like, yeah. Russell Wilson with the ball down six. Obviously, I'm within the teaser number. I'm feeling fine. But if you're even if you took the points or the money line, I'm feeling pretty good about that situation, especially with what I've said about this defense. So I'll be teasing it. I do lean towards Seahawks money line. I pushed out, didn't play either of the NFC West money lines I liked last week, and now I'm regretting it. <laughs> I don't want to just overreact and you know just snap back and be like oh now i need to do it then watch them both lose by two points i mean in the back of my head i am secretly hoping that the um that the that the nfc west favorites go zero and 12 this year that would be just absolutely delightful for me i would be just i would just be delighted by that um and uh yeah i think uh realistically i think the seahawks are the side at seahawks or nothing uh ultimately for me it's nothing but it doesn't have to do with any concerns matchup disadvantages but i i I just uh, the Seahawks defense is not as good as they looked last week against the Niners. They're not, and um, there is a world where it isn't a matter of McVeigh being aggressive. Every third down gets completed. Every third down pass to Cooper Cup is yeah, an easy and th- this is a better offense than the, the Niners. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yes. And Stafford is definitely better than Jimmy G, Trey Lance, and uh, Cooper Cup is definitely better than um, you know, the Debo Samuel experience, even though Debo Samuel's good, good, good player. Um, Cooper Cup's just at a different level right now. Um, that said, London. Yep. Pass. It's hard, hard pass, but we'll pass. Well, we already bet it. No, I meant Rams Seahawks. Um, oh, hard pass on that. I was gonna say this. Yeah, oh, this one get, was an easy play. We got yes run first inning already. There we go. Oh, did we? Oh, really? Oh, that. that I think that. I mean, just looking at the timing, out. maybe it's the second inning by now. No, we're uh, talking top um, of the first. We've got a run. Here we go. All right, um, Jets Atlanta. R I S P yes. R I S P yes. Um, New Jersey Atlanta. That's not what that says. New York Jets. New Jersey is where they play their home games, though. In London, we've gone over the traveling spots for both teams it appears both teams are actually kind of being smart about the travel they're getting there early they're acclimating themselves i don't think there's an advantage one side or the other i've seen some sharp money on the jets which is fine uh elijah moore is trending towards getting healthy here soon i don't know if he'll play 
Um, I don't know if it matters in this game. This is going to be ugly. This total opened 43. We took 43, 43 and a half on the over. This is, I don't know if the middle is a plus EV play. There's a question in the chat. I mean, 44, 45 certainly are numbers that land. I'd have to go look at my charts on totals. You know, there's no real, real, real key numbers like there are on sides. But, you know, 40, 44, 45 certainly are semi-key. I'm I'm not looking at a middle. I'm just going to stick with my over position here. Um, truthfully, the Falcons should have gotten beat worse than they did last week. That was a goofy game. Um, and really, like, not being able to guard your quarterback at all against a defense that the only thing they can do is pass rush. The fact that the, the Falcons look that decent on offense kind of has me hopeful that they're figuring out something. So we're going to get some points here. And yeah, I, I opened way too low. I was happy with that. If you don't catch the Sunday show, you should catch the Sunday show because sometimes we catch a, an early number that works out pretty well like this. And of course, this game ends like 12 to 9 or something. But I feel good about getting closing line value no matter what has happened so far this season. Yeah, and Mark brings up a good point, which is the fundamental truth of any middle shot. Because I had one with the Tennessee Titans last week, and I wrestled with that all all Sunday. Like, man, like I have a high frequency of, you know, this landing six or seven, and I had seven and a half in pocket with the Jets. Uh, ultimately passed because I didn't think that laying the five five and a half with the Titans was a plus CV bet. And if the other side is not a plus CV bet, then there's really no reason to make that bet. Because if you make two bets, guess what? You paid the big twice. Um, and I think ultimately I'm fine standing pat on 43 and a half. Glad we got that CLV. And uh, a lot of things about this matchup lend themselves to the over. Uh, Jets defense, the number of plays that they were subject to. 93 <laughs> defensive plays followed by a yep. trip across the ocean where you are yep. subjecting yourself to an airplane seat rather than an ice bath. And yep. truthfully, like what we saw from Zach Wilson was hopeful. We oh, saw yeah. some good things, but he's yeah. still a high variance quarterback that could absolutely put, throw a touchdown to the other team. Absolutely. And uh, I probably should have to the Titans, honestly. Um, yeah. But the, uh, the key though of the Zach Wilson experience is if you can get pressure on him, three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out game is over. Okay. If you cannot generate pressure on him, he's going to make some wily plays and he will hurt you down the field. He'll take some shots. He'll he's directing traffic out there. He's flagging Corey Davis to go down. He's going to chuck it, chuck it, you know, 50 yards over the mountains. Uh, and uh, ultimately he did that against the Tennessee Titans. And I think he can do that against this uh, Falcons defense for sure. Um, the Falcons match up well against yeah, the Jets defenses. defense. Yeah, and the Falcons match up well against this Jets defense, independent of the you know, fatigue angle. Um, the Jets don't have Marcus May available in this one. The Jets have been the Jets were limited by injuries in that game against the uh, you know the Titans. They lost a couple guys, uh, and really like they've been kind of getting by just by playing hard. Uh, that only that tends to run out in bad times, um, and here they are playing in a. Uh, in a new stadium, in a foreign yeah, I was going to say somebody brought up the all twenty-two. We'll see what the all twenty-two will look like from Twickenham. Twickenham, or not Twickenham. No, uh, no, 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 Tottenham, 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 Tottenham. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you no, no more, no more, no more rugby stadiums whatsoever. Right. So, yeah, Pitts props. It might be a bit of a tight end funnel. And yeah, Brandon, I'd see makes a good point here. Falcons defense is bad. Jets defense bad. Yes. That's very true. 
That's we where I was that. wondering why it was a little low. I think yeah. they're underrating these offenses a little, but we're on to Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. Did you have an opinion on the side there, by the way? Three I mean, and a half. Jets three three and a half was fine. If the you move got from hook. three and a half to three was warranted. Understood. Understood and warranted, I think. Just with the with the you know, Zach Wilson turning out to be semi competent at times while still wild. Like they have some they have some pieces there. It's still a bad, bad team, but it's not like Atlanta is much to write home about. Okay. Speaking of Miami or Tampa, Atlanta, Tampa should win that division because Atlanta yes. and New Orleans are playing so poorly. Miami really, really looked really, really bad. They lost a receiver early. That's not helping a quarterback who's already struggling. And really, I, I want to put a lot of it on the Colts. Um, shout out to the Colts and their offensive play calling. Hey, we have a all-world running back that really doesn't get a lot of credit, and we can run on this defense. This defense is runnable, audible, and they ranable on them, bulls them. They just, I mean, they used a lot of uh, Jonathan Taylor, and it worked. It looked good. They held the ball a lot. If you look at that time of possession, it was pretty lopsided, although Miami did help that out also by, you know, just not sustaining drives, not doing much with the ball outside of the second half when they had some stuff. So, um, yeah, this, uh, this one, 10 makes sense to me. I have, I, I'm actually probably showing a little Miami value. No, I have this 11. Wow. Really? I really, I really had to make a quarterback only adjustment to Miami okay. for set in right now. Like I just, they aren't making good decisions with the, either the play calling has gotten conservative because of him or he is just not comfortable making decisions in that offense. The offense is not moving and they're, they're going to be down a receiver. So, I mean, they have, they had three decent options at receiver and a decent tight end, but boy, this is, this is not something I want to get involved with. I don't care if I show value on the box. I'm not laying it. This is probably a bit much for a team that I think I left the Tampa Bay um, power rating nice and high just because I don't know how much of a downgrade I'm going to make for a cluster injury right now. I just said I'm not downgrading them, and I just won't bet on their games because they legitimately have a bad cluster injury in this secondary with a concussion that's probably not going to heal this week. And another um, – God, who's the other guy? If uh, Winfield's yeah, concussed. Win, and Winfield then, out matters a massive amount for me. Yeah. Carlton may be back. D- or Jamel Dean. Jamel Carl, Dean. Carlton not. Carl, Dean Carlton, maybe. I don't think so. I meant Dean, Dean yes. maybe. Dean maybe. That's um, what I was thinking. Of. Carl, Carlton and Winfield Carlton, no. out. But Murphy Bunting, no. Winfield matters, no. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, I think I realistically the cluster injury I think is huge here. And uh, independent of the cluster injury, this line reflects a pretty aggressive adjustment. Uh, the Dolphins were pretty heavily backed last week. Like that was the hot side against the Colts and they performed poorly. And because of that, there has now been a big old shift away. Like, well, we're downgrading this team pretty aggressively. That's an overreaction. In my opinion, the preseason look ahead for this game was seven and a half. Granted that was with Tua, not Brissett, but that was with a healthy and a lot better than they have performed past defense expected for the Buccaneers. Uh, and the fact that it has been adjusted out now to 10 uh, is an over-adjustment, in my opinion. If you're wondering who was out there betting the Dolphins, moving this number in, I was among them. And I think this is a one-score game. I think for the time being, that's the way the Buccaneers intend to play. Like, we'll we'll pull out just enough to get these wins, particularly at home. 
Um, but I don't think that they're going to boat race this Dolphins team, which has a notably good defense uh, and a scheme that's not all that different than what Belichick just, you know, tested these guys and did a great job testing Brady with. Um, you watched that Sunday Night Football game, obviously. Um, you noted properly at halftime that Mac Jones can get whatever he wants in the air in that game. But for some stupid reason, the Patriots still didn't go for it on fourth and three. That's a discussion for a different day, probably. Um, but I don't see Flores making those mistakes. I see this being a relatively aggressive passing attack here for Miami. Their running game is nothing to write home about. And if you can't run the ball and you look at these defensive strengths that you're facing, it doesn't it doesn't take a, a, a football genius to say, OK, well, our approach is going to be pass heavy this week, guys. Uh, and I think that's exactly how Miami comes into this game. I think that's going to they're going to find some more success than they did against the Colts. Uh, and I think this is going to be a sweat for anyone who's teasing Bucks, who has Bucks in the money line parlay, who has Bucks futures like myself. Uh, you know, I think this is going to be another sweaty close game. Uh, Brady gets enough done in late fourth quarter to get the win. Yes, but yeah. to get a cover with ten points is too much to ask. It is, it is tough. That's where I'm, I'm no no way, shape, or form. I think about laying it with the Bucks. I just do worry about the Miami game plan. Well. You know, it's obvious to us they should attack these corners deep. I'm just not seeing them doing that in any. In, that's something they should have done against, you know, the Colts, and it didn't happen. And these backs, or excuse me, these linebackers can cover. If you're going to try to just get the little stuff over the middle, you don't have the two tight ends that the the Patriots have. And honestly, you don't have. I don't know. There's a lot of things they don't have. The Patriots don't have. I do. I think you're in a good position if you can get a ten and a half. It's not a bad look. I think I'll probably be live betting this game for sure because I th I do think it, we don't see some sort of blowout here, especially with the with a bad secondary like that. You're super susceptible to a, a backdoor, especially if it's you know if it's a 14 point game. What it's it's like the uh, the last drive for the Eagles. We were talking about that off air. Sure, Kansas City didn't give a flying shit if they scored on that drive. Sure. Sure. doesn't matter. They were up by three scores when you're up two, three, you know, when you're up, even up two scores with like a minute left, you know, it's just, it's going to be one of those where things get soft in an already soft secondary. So okay. I like your bet. I just don't have the stomach to back it. So. Okay. Uh, Tom Brady has been a little loose with the football. This uh, Miami Dolphins team is a good takeaway. E kind of a team. Uh, I'm not saying that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on upset alert here, um, but uh, 10 points was just too much for me to walk away from. So. Best of luck, Dolphins. Let's talk Philly heading to Carolina. No action. One and three Eagles at the Panthers, who are three and one, and the line would tell you that there's not a huge gap between these teams. I don't disagree. I think the Philly defense is very questionable, obviously, as noted by the fact that both Dallas and Kansas City just filleted them. Problem is, Dallas and Kansas City are the number one or number two offense in the NFL, and it's not They're fucking close. <laughs> so the fact that that defense got exposed was not a surprise. Uh, and I don't think they're going to quit themselves as poorly against this Carolina team that is still very suspect when it comes to aggressive passing down the field. Uh, Sam Darnold is giving you a – this is a quarterback we've seen a lot now. And it's not just Sam Darnold. It's a lot of guys have kind of gone through this mold where 
drop them on a good team with a good offensive coordinator with some good weapons. And there's a couple things that they can obviously like, oh, this guy might be good. And then he's in a tough game where he's going to have to put up points and they're giving him downfield and he's either not taking those opportunities or he's not coming close to converting them. And that's where Donald is right now. And if all of those chances, all of those big plays that Mahomes just managed against the uh, um, against the Philadelphia defense, if Darnold is not willing to take those or cannot complete those, then this is probably going to be a close game. And I think that is why there's been market movement on Philly from four down to three and a half. Or was it did it up in five? No, uh, I, I I don't know. I have this. My open on this was three and a half. Um, it went to f- four, four and down to three and, and, half, to yeah. three and a half. I may get 3.8. Okay. Five, so good, good number guys. Good job books. You did it. Good job. Um, I, I really did like the Eagles offense, you know, in semi neutral States where they weren't down, you know, three, two, three scores. They look good at times with a, with a young quarterback and, you know, they're still kind of figuring it out. The Carolina offense, you know, obviously, it was a big ask for them last week when they were, you know, you're missing a corner off the bat. You're going to have, you know, the best offense in the league kind of, yeah, these, both these teams played a really, really sick ass offense last week and they got lit up essentially. And that's tough. And I think out of these two, if I had to back one of these offenses right now, I'm probably back in the Eagles and they're the away team and they're getting a few points. Like it just, this one does not interest me in any way, shape or form with, uh, with how well I think Philly, excuse me, I think Carolina probably a little bit of an overreaction. Like, oh man, they got just shit house by the by the Cowboys. Well, it's like, well, Philly Carolina's, did two weeks ago. Yeah, Carolina, <laughs> yeah, Carolina's still a good team. They're just yeah. not on the level of you know Dallas, Tampa, KC, Buffalo. Like, they're gonna get shit house by good teams, and I think they can absolutely hang with a team like this. So this this is a one where you're not going to feel good having either side of this late in the fourth quarter. Like it's going to be in the, I do believe this is a close game. That's in doubt. This total's about right. A little bit like, so my, my respect for the, okay. I think the Philly offense is still somewhat frisky, uh, particularly when they have Lane Johnson on the field Uh, and they might get Jordan Marlotta back. Maybe. Yes. Okay. Possibility. Possibly. Okay. Getting Um, the offensive line back would be big. So the pass pro is potentially going to be there for Philly. Hertz is playing fine, uh, maybe not amazing. He's made some mistakes, obviously, but he's still he, he's a move the chains kind of guy. Um, Philly team total, 20 and a half. That seems low. This Carolina defense is still exists. Their reputation still exists from these first three weeks where they played Sam Darnold. Uh, they played Jameis Winston. And then they played on their team. Oh, I'm sorry. They played uh, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, uh, Jameis Winston, mean Freudian slip. Davis Mills. (laughs) That was mean, is what it was. No, I I get what you're saying. It's almost like that. You know, the narrative we had on the Broncos last year. It's still there's still there's still a little bit of that. This Carolina defense is that that, but they're dealing with injuries. They are. I don't think. Yeah, and we're we're not getting CMC back. Gilmore's not trotting out there. No, no, no. They no, say no. week seven with week that. Seven, he's okay. still he this week he was eligible to come off the pup, but his quad is still pretty tender. I guess he, he's going to need a couple more weeks before he's getting back. So Hendo in, but uh, what do you think we, of Philly uh, team total over twenty and a half as the secret pod play? Which which way has this total been trending? 
Uh, it has not gotten any action that I could tell you, but uh, I will look here real quickly. It is down from 46 and a half to 45. So it has come down a point and a half. Yeah, I'm I'm not as frisky on that. We'll we'll revisit this. We'll pick one at the end. We'll put a pin in this one. Put a pin in this one. Okay. That's a good that's a good approach. Uh let's I'm move showing on. Showing a 20, yeah, 20 and a half minus 20 to the over on the one I just found. So I don't hate it because I, I'm with you. I like this offense quite a bit. We'll see how these hockey games go and then we'll decide if I'm getting more. <laughs> um what are we on to next? New Orleans at Washington yeah. football team. We have sworn off New Orleans. We do not know what to make of this team. Okay. I mean, just the first two weeks alone, we saw, oh, my God, this offense might click because we have an aggressive play caller, an aggressive quarterback, and some weapons, even without you know one of their top receivers in the game. They have a very good running back who's a big part of the receiving game. And then we had week two, and that was rough. And then we had, you know, the last two weeks where I just can't really get a grip on this team. They were up 10 points late on a frisky Giants offense, but a, a Giants defense they should be able to they should be able to do a little more against. So I don't know quite if we're ready to decide what we have in the New Orleans offense. And the defense has suffered a few injuries. That said, the Washington secondary is beatable. Very, very, very beatable. They have a very good pass rush, but you have a really good offensive line down in New Orleans. Like if you can neutralize the one part of their offense, or excuse me, defense that's good, you can really, really pick on this secondary. So I think this total might be a titch low. Because okay. I haven't hated I haven't hated what I saw from uh just the, the Washington offense, even though it was against a, a pretty rough defense in Atlanta. I think the total's a little low, but I'm probably staying off this one. Yeah, um, my numbers say bet New Orleans, but uh, again, I am with you. I can't get a read at all. The zigzag of amazing against Green Bay, piss poor <laughs> against Carolina, amazing defense against New England, and then a defense that couldn't stop Daniel Jones and Jason Garrett to save their lives against the Giants at home. It's been a weird year. It's been a very difficult read. I don't know what's going on with these guys. I don't want any part of these games. But for what it's worth, if you care at all, my number on this one says the Saints ought mine's, to be three-point favorites. Mine's uh, 3.2. <laughs> like, I should be betting this game. And yeah. I just, a, there, there's no there's yeah. no, no way I can. I, yeah, um, exact, Saints, exactly the same. Exactly this, this the same be, read. This could be a Saints team total, honestly. If we're going to go 20, it'll be 22. They'd be like at 23 points. Like, I think they get their points, but uh, it's not something I want to take. It's not something I want to get involved with. So this is a hard skip game. Yeah, I see 23 flat. I, I also pass. Um, okay. Pass on grass, guys. Pass on grass, guys. And football team it keeps getting bet. Finally, this is the first time this season that the line is moving away from them. Is that right? Yeah, they've taken some first steam the first couple. Of, yeah, there were people who were martingaling it. Remember, they finally they were martingaling. They finally got their win, and they've had enough. They've had enough football team. They've had enough Taylor Heineke in their lives. Here's a good question from Sean. Yes, and I don't on. know which one he is in this picture because that's a unisex name. So we will we'll just call call them Sean. Um, where do you have the Saints ranked? And what would you put them at the plus minus as far as the rank, a.k.a. 15th or plus minus five, minus five? I can check. I have the Saints probably pretty close to the middle. Um, yeah, yeah they're, they're just kind of right in that second to third tier. I have the Saints 16, and I would say plus five, minus 10. 
plus five minus ten. What's that mean? Like, uh, I thought he was asking compared to an average team. Yeah, no, no, no. no. I have them sixteenth. Their ceiling for me is eleventh. Their oh, floor sure, sure. for me is twenty sixth. <laughs> I got them fourteenth, point and a half better than an average team. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, nothing about what's going on with this offense. Like it's, it, it feels like Sean Payton's trying to do something crazy and creative and be different, but in reality, it's just a hot mess. And I don't really know, uh, if the, like the, the Washington football team could have a get right spot any day now. And, uh, you know, on defense and they still have a pass rush that is spooky. I can't believe it did not matter whatsoever against Atlanta last week. Atlanta, <laughs> yeah, that that's what that's what makes me think like New Orleans. We're going to regret not taking New Orleans because Atlanta has a very bad offensive line, and Matt Ryan isn't as mobile as he was, you know, when he was playing for BC in the '80s. We have a decent offensive line and a fairly mobile quarterback. I don't think this pass rush gets home, and the secondary is beatable. So I'm going to watch this game. I'll definitely live bet this game once i know which version of the saints come out of the tunnel this um, is not based on inside information and i don't have a theory i'm, I'm listening <laughs> washington football team defense impacted at all by whatever's going on with the strength and conditioning coach i mean distractions are distractions but i mean we'll get to distractions in the next game <laughs> okay but even more than distractions, you know what I'm you know what I'm getting at, right? Yeah. Like they're not getting the treatment that they need to be right for playing well on Sunday because the DEA <laughs> is kind of like hanging around. Yeah, it, it, having having honestly, we're going to joke about the Urban Meyer stuff, but having the feds raid your facility is kind of worrisome too. If you need a reason to not back the football team this weekend, the feds raid their facility. Who knows what's going on? Yeah, Matt Ryan okay. did throw the Hail Mary against the U. I loved Matt Ryan in college. That was He was a fun player. So Tennessee Jacksonville um, didn't pay attention. Saw some stuff coming out of Jacksonville. I didn't read the uh, articles, but apparently coach had himself a weekend. I bet Tennessee minus three and a half. If you follow along, if you were here on Sunday, I took this. It's gone up. It had nothing to do with the distractions. Honestly, it was just a number for me. It certainly didn't hurt. But I made Tennessee minus 5.6. I have Jacksonville severely downgraded in a few places. And I actually liked what I saw from Trevor Lawrence a couple times on Thursday night. They get extra rest. There's a, a little bit of an advantage. But yeah. ten, Tennessee is uh, Tennessee should be heads and shoulders above them. And, man, if you can get one receiver back and healthy, this is going to be a half-decent offense again. So I am uh, – oh, man, we're getting Urban Meyer jokes in the uh, – They're funny. They're funny. <laughs> like, that poor guy. Like, I want him to get fired for money for me, but also, like, I, I kind of feel bad for him. Like, I, I put myself in his shoes, which is something – that's a handicapping technique you do. Yes. And I thought about, like, having those meetings with the team when you got back. Oh, God. Like, think about the worst – like you go to like, you have to break up with a girlfriend or you got in big trouble at school and you know, your parents know, and you're going to get home. Like that, the worst conversation you've ever had to have with someone. And then I, I can't imagine like having to go either. face the team. Like, yeah. Fuck was that, that a real, was that a real story or a fake story about the Jaguars in practice, breaking the huddle with grind? 
They did. I saw the video. That was real though. That wasn't doctor. Yeah, there were some there were some people that were grinning after it too. Like I think he lost the locker room six weeks ago, and this was his best. And yeah, Femi brings up a point. He couldn't even do it in front of the whole team at once. He had multiple meetings. I think that would be worse to have to do <laughs> Wait, it over and over. That's like one of those scenarios oh, in Dante's Inferno why... where you keep doing the same yeah. thing you hate over and over. Yeah, I mean, this is like why complicate your life like this. Uh, why i can't i cannot understand it um he i again okay i am Back to not the football field. i am not i am not objective about the situation whatsoever it's obvious that urban meyer has been like this for a long time and you know a lot of reports and stories came out about his florida time in the wake of this that were like oh okay I, now i get it uh he and his wife obviously have some sort of open relationship where he wouldn't be out in public doing this and that his relationship with this woman in particular does not look random but that's all that is fine um doesn't impact the handicap of this game but losing the locker room does and i'm not objective i want to see him out i would love to see him be the first coach relieved of his duties for monetary purposes and so i am happy to pile on to the misery with urban meyer here and Uh honestly this is setting up for one of the most delightful things that we get as sports fans which is if leave him on the tarmac which is (laughs) next week Urban Meyer takes this team on the road to London to face the Miami Dolphins. Two is probably back in that game. And uh, if they are, if they lose this game, and if they lose that game, if they are 0 and 6, good night, Urban Meyer. Leave him on the tarmac. They leave him in London. He goes and does whatever he wants to do. Uh, and then signs with USC or whoever next year and is back in college. Um, that's obviously where he belongs in terms of his kind of way he operates a program. He is not doing the CEO thing that he was promising to do when he came to the Jaguars at all. Uh, and he does not have the respect of the men in that locker room, which means the likelihood that this defense comes out and plays hard against the Derrick Henry <laughs> rush attack. I don't know about that. I don't know who's putting their, you know, their season on the line trying to stop Derrick Henry in this game. Uh, and oh, by the way, the defense stinks anyway. Uh, on top of the fact that Derrick, yeah, Ken- you know, on top of the fact that you're probably going to get some wide receivers back from Tennessee. Tennessee can't rush the passer, nor cover receivers. Nor cover like, receivers. It, this is—it's not going to be an easy cover. I don't think this is some blowout, but I no. just can't get this blow of like five. It's not going to be an easy cover. But we should see similar situation where Trevor Lawrence has time to operate. He can pick some guys. You know, he can pick apart this pass defense, which doesn't have great coverage and can't rush the passer. This was an easy overfire. I fired on over forty-eight. It was, uh, it was one of those that you walk away and you're like, oh, that, that one I felt pretty good about. Um, it, well, this is good too. Somebody they're talking about just leaving him in London. Patrick here, McCann says. Con will just make him coach Fulham. Can you imagine that? Like some sort of full on Ted. Yeah, full on Ted. No, just like a horny Ted Lasso. (laughs) Horny Ted Lasso. Horny old Ted Lasso. And and, like that would be some sort of weird spinoff. Oh my God. You don't leave him in London. If you are watching this from London, know that he's coming. You have time. Hide your wives, hide your daughters. Urban's coming to town. And yes, just. I don't see this defense getting up for this game. I like some of the things Trevor's done. I like your over position, but uh, yeah, Titans team total over or Titans 
kind of a nice uh, Cinemax Ted Lasso. That's a good spot. I would love, I would love for you for the Titans to cover, but realistically, just win. Just get a win. Doesn't have, don't have to embarrass. But just get a win here so that we set up the leave them in London. Just please, just give us that hope. I don't um, think they'd actually do that. That's terrible. What they, what they did, what what happened? Raiders to, did it to um, Raiders did it to Lane Kiffin. I know what what happened to Lane Kiffin was probably awful, and I'm not a Lane Kiffin apologist. Like that's fucked up. Leave yeah, him in London. Don't it's, don't end up in the wrong part of London. I've watched uh, the Green Street Hooligans or whatever. Man, there's some mean people over there. Yeah. Okay. Well. All right. Detroit, Minnesota. This is the a, other side of my teaser just, leg. This is just getting put, steamed. Just, just put a bow on the Urban Meyer era, please. Just Let's put a bow on that just Urban put Meyer. A bow on it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Detroit, Minnesota. Uh, yeah. Wow. Steam, huh? Uh, a lot of injuries keep coming out from right Detroit. Yeah. yeah. De- Detroit really, 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 really probably should have covered that game against Chicago. They had four possessions that were inside the 10-yard line that yielded zero combined points. That is actually pretty difficult to do. The fact that they didn't even cover a teaser leg is a crime. That's what you get. You get in bed with bad teams. Sometimes you end up with really, really bad results. I don't feel bad about playing Detroit. I would play that line again. It was incorrect. I don't think the Bill Lazor thing is a really big deal. Like, if people are like, oh, I, I wish I'd have known he was calling plays, I would have you know, I would have backed the pair. It's like, nah, I, I don't, I didn't see a big difference last year when they let him. Like, it's not some like catastrophic difference between the offensive philosophy. Like we, we saw a couple more deep shots, but I think that's probably just a, uh, you know, a case of the Lions don't have a good defense. Like, yeah, you, you let this team play a bad defense. The Bears aren't going to look terrible. They are, a, they're below average. Maybe they're going to be a little better if Justin Fields gets his legs below him, gets his sea legs. But uh, losing Montgomery isn't good once we get to Chicago. So they are. They had their injury list was rough today. I think Mac and Hicks and a couple other people sat out. So the Bears' injury list is looking bad. But so is Detroit's. Their center is now out. They're missing several pieces on the D line, and they weren't a good defense nor really an offense anyway. So Minnesota's probably a little undervalued just because they played a very good defense. It absolutely stymied everything they did. My uh, my worries about Delvin Cook are minimal because if he wants to play, he'll play. And I feel like what we're going to see is Delvin Cook, he's, he's not healthy enough to play. He plays anyway, but he splits. Like they just split with Madison. So he gets like 10 carries, and it's fine because that's all he can handle at this point if he's still dinged up. Madison is an apt backup, and they have two really good receivers I think the Minnesota offense gets back on track. I'm not crazy about laying it here, but when this opened and it was, I think it was down to seven. I make this eight. I make it uh, just a shade over eight. I tease this. It feels really good to tease a a home team here with a much, much, much better offense. I make this nine. Uh, the line move was correct, and somebody asking what happened today it was mini minus seven and a half. And now it's nine. It's nine. Somebody did the math on how often Minnesota wins by three or more and realized that the teaser protection needed to be applied yep. ASAP because it's going on. put the brakes on here. <laughs> because this, we talked about it on Sunday. This is like the teaser leg of your dreams. Uh, you know, lines might cover hell. You know, you know what we've learned about the Lions so far this year? Jared Goff is fine. 
Right, as, long okay. as, he's, as long as he's indoors and he's his tiny right. hands aren't wet. If his tiny hands are wet and he's outdoors, he's going to fumble. He's going to make some bad decisions. He's going to make some poor passes, and he's going to take you out of the potential for a cover. And last time I checked, the Vikings play indoors. So maybe he's competitive here. Maybe he's fine. Uh, the likelihood that he is upright for a lot of this game, I think, is low because of the injuries to the offensive line. Um, and the but the main main issue here is Kirk Cousins and the wide receivers, man. <laughs> yes. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. Um, we didn't say that about any of the teaser legs that have lost this year, as far as I can tell you. Um, so maybe this maybe we're due. The um the general read though is Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Kirk Cousins against this pass defense should have no resistance. And regardless of a minus EV approach that the offense rolls out there, regardless of, uh, you know, whatever, uh, you know, Jared Goff can do offensively, Minnesota is going to get theirs in this game. They're going to get some freaking points because that is a good offense. Their team total is 28 and a half for crying out loud. Like this is a, this is a team that is going to score, which means can the lions in comeback mode go score for score with the Vikings? Eh, probably not. Uh, I think the Vikings are the right side. I think eight and a half is getting close to the fair number, as we just mentioned. Um, over 49 and a half probably depends on the Lions scoring 20, which is uh, iffy. Um, but ultimately, yeah. the fact that you could get the Vikings under three is the way you want to attack this game. And yep, very happy with this to- teaser. This is, uh, I usually don't place teasers this early, but once I saw it getting steamed, I'm like, oh no, they're going to the fire, 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 fire. Fire, 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 Phil. Here's a game we're going to skip. And we talked about it in the preamble a little. Denver Pittsburgh just has too many question marks around the. Let's, let's, let's run the four scenarios really quick. And these are going to be rapid fire. And you, you, this, I know this is difficult for both of us to do. I'll get you on my number. You want my number for everyone? Yes, I'm going to go some. Teddy Haskins. Uh, Broncos three, Broncos the right side. Teddy Ben. I mean, this is the number then, Broncos, right? Broncos two, Broncos the right side. All right. Ben Locke. Uh, Steelers one, Steelers are the right side. I think, are we assuming that it's Ben is going to play hurt like always and then Teddy's not getting out of concussion? I, I think that's, the third one is what, what's assumed. That's, and good point right. here in the chat by Mark. Hawkinson is banged up too. Hawkinson is a big part of that offense for Detroit. Good point. I did miss that oh, one. You know I what? saw that come across the wire. I think Anthony Barr. Anthony Barr may or may not play go too. for the Vikings. If he does Massive. not go, then Swift uh, Swift prop season is on. Yeah, get that's this, that'll get, be get their whole Swift, offense. Get your Swift passing yardage and passing receptions prop because in the entire second half, I think he might get his number called eight times. Uh, so nine, nine, uh, nine targets in the second half and come back mode there. Um, the last one would be Haskins lock. Uh, I would make that one a pick them. And I think it is no right side. The right side. <laughs> there the is right no right side. side. Is, the right side there is, is no right side. not watch that game. God, that one is, Haskins uh, lock. yeah. To bring back our, our part, our scoring, our, our, uh, soccer par parlance. That one is, uh, uh, nil, 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 nil draw. Yeah, I think Both we're talking about a, a no. nil, nil draw. <laughs> BTTS yeah. no, yeah. Double result yeah. draw draw. 
Yeah. I, ooh, I like the double result draw draw. Double yeah. result. That's a fun one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Both teams to score no and under two and a half. Either way, however you want to attack that. But <laughs> not a, not a, I mean, it, it might be a fun game to talk about once we get to it or afterwards. But right now, with the, the most important position on the field being in doubt for both teams, we can't really get too deep yeah, into this. No, no, and it's a shit game. So let's move to the second half of the slate. Yep. And that starts with Green Bay at Cincinnati, which was another Sunday night bet for us. We took over 49. It has ticked up a little. Um, Jair, Alex. 51's key. Yeah, 51. There's some 51 and a halfs in the market, honestly. Jair Alexander is not only trending towards not playing, he's trending towards not playing for the rest of the season. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a chance if he has surgery on that shoulder, that AC joint injury. He might not play the rest of the year. Where and the fuck were they in this in the Stefan Gilmore sweepstakes then? Uh, exactly. They should have been bigly in that. There was a couple teams. So, but anyway, the, the, the Alexander thing to tie back to what our, our conversation started with on the pod, that helps your Dallas. <laughs> that helps your Dallas thing. Uh, one piece on a defense does not move a number, but over the part over the course of a season, it definitely makes a difference, and it would make a big difference in a playoff matchup between a team with those kind of receivers. So, Jair Alexander, and that, this is a good point by uh, Mr. Lackman here. There were teams that couldn't pay him. If you wanted to make the trade, you had to take on the contract. So there was only a certain amount of teams that could actually take on kind of a bad contract. How in the world are the Packers up against the cap? I don't just think because they, of Aaron's I don't think contracts? they're up. I don't think they're up against it badly. It's just it's, just it's a big a, enough. It's a big number. enough contract where they probably didn't want it. It's just so, restructuring um, it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. There's Bingle, ways Bingle, around that. Bingles in the uh, and and maybe that's a reason. Um, Femi brings up he doesn't understand the Bengals love. I get. Um, and I've said this multiple times. Burrow looks like he's been in the league for five years. He looks poised. He looks he ready to play. They still don't have an offensive line. They still don't have a very good, you know, complete offense. Mixon is dinged up, and the defense is still leaves a little bit to desired, although it's played better than I thought it would preseason. They are not in the same class as Green Bay. I'm not quite sure why Bengals are getting money outside of maybe the, you know, the Packers being a little dinged up on the defense and, you know, the Bengals staying in this game, being able to keep it close. I'm much more interested in them doing that and, you know, just getting some points, contributing to this over. Green Bay in, again, this is another one, Green Bay in plus plus territory, excuse me, like a positive game state for Green Bay would be great. I'd love a bunch of garbage time mm-hmm. for Cincinnati, just slinging it. I, I really do like the Burrow to Chase thing. Like the, the big joke in the preseason was that they didn't take uh, Penny Sewell, who's hurt. Another injury we didn't mention, but uh, Penny Sewell being hurt kind of makes you laugh. The fact that uh, even though we we don't laugh about injuries, but the fun, the all the jokes they made about not taking him and taking Chase instead, that you know Burrow would just be on his back. Chase looks great. He's uh he's going to be a big part of this offense going forward. And yeah, what do you make this line? Because I'm I'm, I'm just I am I am just a shade over. I'm a shade over three. I'm like three and a half. I'm not massive on this. I don't have, I don't have a reason to downgrade the Bengals yet. I'm at six and a half. I did see that you had Green Bay a lot higher than me when we compared top fives this morning and first afternoon. Honestly, the uh, the preseason number was six and a half. 
I can't really tell you that you ought to make an adjustment on either of those teams, really, given what we've seen so far. Uh, you know, the Bengals offense has been frisky. You want to upgrade them? Sure. Their defense has been disappointing. I've, I'm fine downgrading them. Uh, Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers after that week one stinker has been they've been exactly as advertised. He's carried his MVP form into weeks two, three and four. No problem. Uh, Green Bay's defense looks like long term. I like their concepts better than last year under Joe Barry. But uh, the lack of J.R. Alexander matters for sure. Um, but thankfully, they look like they hit on Eric Stokes. That kid can play. He is a rookie and he looks solid. Uh, the problem is without J.R. out there and they like to run light sets, a lot of Kevin King, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of. I guys' names I don't recognize here yeah. uh, down that depth. Yeah, and Kevin 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 on. King legitimately sucks at times. Yeah, and then, like, yeah. He, he's okay at times, but there's You're times where need it's like really he, really he solid makeup play out of Darnell Savage, out of Adrian Amos, yeah, uh, Preston you were Smith, hoping teams and would throw uh, at Jair. Like, oh, teams are throwing at Jair. They don't know any better. What are they doing? Like, that's how you get three and outs. That's how you get off the field. Like, continuing to throw at Kevin King is how you keep drives going. Um, I looked week one. If these guys would have played week one, I'd have made it Green Bay minus five. So yeah. I have like a I have a cumulative point and a half <clears throat> adjustment between the two teams, and I All think right, it's you... mostly. I think it's probably three quarters of it's upgrading Cincinnati a little. I was low on them to start the season, so I'm okay, at so three and a half here. So peeling peeling back the a little layer of my process, uh, I have an expected percentile performance for every team, not just. Like, what are they going to perform ever on you know, yeah. as a normal team? But within their range, where do I think they're going yeah. to land? And I incorporate stuff like rest. I incorporate stuff like injuries. All that stuff is in there. I think the Green Bay Packers are likely to perform lower than their median. I'm at the 33rd percentile here because of the injury situations on defense, because of the offensive line injuries, because of the second week in a row on the road. Uh, for the Bengals, I have them expected to perform at the 84th percentile because they are getting players back in the wide receiving core. They are at home for the second straight extra, week, extra and they have extra rest coming off of Thursday Night Football. Yeah. 84th percentile Bengals, 33rd percentile Packers, I'm still at three and a half. So I, I laid the three. Yeah, and and to be fair, I do make I do make an adjustment for the extra rest. So if if these two teams were playing off a of Sunday, it would be closer to a, a shade over four. I'm, I'm, I'm incorporating both the rest spots uh, for the Bengals and against Green Bay. So, uh, you know, on on a neutral, I'm probably closer. But again, I'm I'm not anywhere near you on here, and I think I'm I'm just a little lower on Green Bay still, and. I, I I haven't really made a strong adjustment for Jair, but it kept me from upgrading him this week. Okay. Because I felt like I felt like they they left a lot of points on the field. They could have probably beaten Pittsburgh by a bunch more. Yeah, I think like so too. They, and that ultimately, really, that really wasn't. And they were they were up again going into the fourth quarter. They were up by three scores. What are you going to do? You don't need to you know keep the pedal to the metal against Big Ben in that offense. They were fine. They were also, fine in that game. It was also, hard to Pittsburgh when they got Pittsburgh injured. threw the kitchen sink at you in their first fifteen plays, and they got a touchdown. <laughs> And you know, like they, you were playing from behind zero seven, and you still covered <laughs> your touchdown spread. Um, the I, I think the Packers are the right side. I just can't. I can't get involved with the Bengals price here. No way. This is Packers or pass. I took a small position on pass with Packers, but ultimately, I think our Sunday look on the over was the correct, better look in the way if you want to bet this game. 
If you want to bet this next game, the New England Patriots at the Houston Texans, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are people There are people you can talk to about when the, not... When the, when the fun stops. <laughs> there are people you can talk to about this. Uh, we're not making jokes. Uh, this is an easy game to not be involved with. The Texans with Davis Mills are probably the right side at nine. I can't imagine the Patriots with their current offensive iteration are worth laying nine points on the road to anyone. Um, we were talking pre-production. I need and... to do a Stephen a Stephen A. Although, although, what's your power rating on them? Minus ten, minus eleven. It's a big yeah, loan. It's a big negative under, number. A shade under ten. It's really hard to get. Uh, I didn't think I'd be downgrading this team again, but man, that like five turnovers, a hundred, I don't know how many yards and penalties. Like they, they didn't do anything right. Even in garbage time, they looked so, 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 so bad. Davis Mills, not going to make it. And like <laughs> Brandon Cooks, not this well, I'm saying I felt bad for him. You, you, you brought up a point. Like he has a Super Bowl ring. I don't feel as bad for him. Now, but yeah, let, <laughs> honestly, let, let's just move yeah. on to this one. I don't, I make, uh, what do you make this number right now? Uh, I'm probably well, the, pre, show the preseason, the preseason look ahead was New England minus six. My number is seven and a half. I'm at 7.3 and in okay. no way, shape or form am I thinking of taking Houston. So yeah, maybe some cooks overs. That's not awful. I mean, although that secondary isn't Ooh. horrid, you know what? It's not good. Yeah, what we want is what Papa Kells just said. We want Mac Jones to put up four touchdowns and oh, revitalize his rookie of the year campaign. Please. Uh, if not now, when Mac Jones is the question. Um, although, did you see the Patriots offensive line injury report? Oh, my God. It wasn't good. Everybody, everybody's fucking hurt. Four fifths, I believe, were. Yeah. On yeah. the on the report this morning. If you're thinking of teasing the Patriots, if this is is this eight and a half some places? I think this falls in the long zone. Uh low ass, super no. duper low ass total. Eight yeah, and a half home, down to two and a half. If there was ever a home yeah. favorite, oh, it would actually, be in a total with four. Shit. I wanted to go fast past this one, but there's two and there's two. The teaser question is important. Are you teasing them if they're eight and a half? If if they're cl- if they're closing eight and a half, I'll probably have to find them in a couple. Just okay. even even though it is uh, a road favorite, which are a little sketchy sometimes. This total is so low, and I've just seen so little from the Texans. Yeah. Okay. So that's first question. Second question: Are you considering the Patriots and Survivor? Yeah, Minnesota and Minnesota and New England are some teams I'll be using. Okay, I like Minnesota better, but yeah, I agree with you. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to try to use two or three teams this week, and Minnesota and New England are a couple of them. And Mac, Mac looking a little more comfortable in that offense. So uh, I think this offense could be dangerous again for even a rookie because they invested in tight ends, and he has like double safety blankets for him and a good, you know, a good schemer for that sort of offense. So this could be a this could be a fun little offense against teams that are as good as them or worse. I have New England almost, isn't going to surprise and beat really good teams, although they almost did in a rain soak game. Are you ready for this? I think you have to use Minnesota and Survivor this week and save New England. What do we got for them? I don't look at the grids. I just go by gut. Week 17, 
New England hosts the Jacksonville Jaguars. So you oh, have like I'm gonna be in it that late. <laughs> if you are, that's one you need in your pocket, don't you think? I'll I'll probably use minutes. I have six entries. I'm gonna use four Minnesotas and two New Englands. We're gonna mix it up. Okay. So because at that point, Lions. your other choices are gonna be the Niners against Houston, Buffalo against Atlanta, Seattle against Detroit. Or Tampa against the Jets. I will have used I, all I hate those to teams presume. I hate to presume the situations around late, late, late games like that that they won't mean anything. There'll be there'll be some weird injury that'll open up this a, is, uh, a leg for it later. This is not the this is, week seventeen is now no longer the last week of the season. No, no, no but it's still yeah. the fact okay. that it's there. Are, there have been times where week sixteen has been a dead week for teams yeah. that made enough headway. So, by the way, just looking at some of the spreads potentially for week seventeen. Week seventeen might suck. <laughs> That might be a real I, bad one. I hate looking that far ahead and having negative thoughts. Oh, yeah, negative, yeah, yeah. Drew. Come on. Dude, Chicago at Las Vegas. There's going to be five games lined over a touchdown in that one. Maybe. Right now, again, we're like four months from that. Anyway, Minnesota's you, my highest. Don't you worry your pretty EV little head about that. Minnesota's yeah. my highest EV this week for Survivor, if you were, if you wondered. <clears throat> the Raiders got away from what made them successful the first three weeks and decided to run the ball on first, second, and third down with an injured running back against a good defensive line right after we said a bunch of nice things about our guy, Chucky, John Gruden. Unbelievable that they would just slap us in the face like that. Not surprising. I really, uh, well, that's what I took away from that game on their side, although they got frisky in the second half for a couple drives and part of a third. Um, really, really, really tough to play against this Chargers defense right now. I said uh, pre-game or pre-week, look ahead. I showed a little value on Cleveland. I don't anymore. And when we get to that game, no interest in this one. Um, the only thing keeping Chicago from being the laughing stock coach in front office of this league is the Jaguars at this point. Nagy just instantly changing his mind about quarterbacks midstream, which is probably making the right choice, but making it weird by announcing Andy's in. And, uh, oh, I, I made the, I sent this to one of, one of my guys at work. I made the epic handshake meme and it was, oh, yeah. uh, one, one arm was, uh, Matt Nagy and one arm was bet spurts and, and the handshake, it said putting way too much faith in Andy. <laughs> <laughs> like I almost felt bad. I'm like really shooting at myself. In Man, this, this is a real, no, self-deprecating anyway. humor is usually well self-deprecating humor. It's usually well received. But uh, I I did not understand the 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 move to like, hey, we're going with Andy. No. They're making the right call, but I don't think I know enough about what we're gonna get from Justin Fields in this offense against. Uh, I didn't know there'd be a lot of times where we say the Raiders' defense is better but they are better than the Lions at, at certain points. And I think they match up a little better in certain spots, especially if you have a hurt running back one and a rookie quarterback. This is a game that I'm not interested in. This is a low total for a reason. I'm at a five here, and I think the total is probably fair. Okay. Uh, I can't really make a strong argument against that. Um, the... Easy pass because I don't really understand either of these. Just teams. like <laughs> yeah, speaking <laughs> oh, you know of Chicago, that's what you need for the tools. Actually, easy pass. Yeah, uh, okay. our friend, our friend Femi uh, made a great point today on Twitter. I don't know if you saw his tweet, but he was basically I like blocked. Oh, <laughs> he was basically like way to waste an entire five months where you could have been giving Justin Fields first 
team snaps reps. Oh, yeah, it's not the first time a not the first time a franchise has done this with a rookie. Absolutely insanely stupid. So insanely sad. stupid. And uh and where what has it gotten you? Well, I guess you're two and two. Well, both of those wins came with uh ultimately came with uh uh Justin Fields under center at the end of the game. I know that Andy started week two, but um yeah, I mean it's it's it is mind bending that uh they didn't use the off season and preseason to give Fields more reps, considering what they gave up for him to draft him. Um here's a good game. Speaking of games that are better than this, are you betting yeah. this? I'm not. I did something stupid and I bet it on the side in the total. So I have double exposure on this one. <laughs> At first, I fired on Cleveland because I was like, this is a good money line spot. At them at plus money, this is going to flip. Then uh, I kind of reviewed the total and my numbers, and I was like, oh, shit, this is a great under look, and I fired on the under. Um, and then today's injury report came out, and like a dozen players on the defense who matter for the Browns were not practicing, uh, and that sucks. Uh, and I'm concerned now that this was – I'm going to get double smoked on this one, which is going to suck. Um I was very excited about the Browns' defensive performances the last two weeks, particularly last week, and because um, that was they a looked. real test. It was a real test, and they absolutely passed. And this is another real sure. test. This is another real test with a good coaching staff. Uh, they may not be using all of the field yet, but they at least are using all four downs appropriately that we learned from Brandon Staley. Um, this is a letdown spot for the Chargers, in my opinion, having played sure. two divisional games and getting two <clears throat> divisional wins and now you're hosting cleveland before you're going to on the road to baltimore next week um how about this little fucking stretch for the chargers by the way chiefs rave raiders browns ravens all four in a row uh, i don't know what they did to deserve that in that little cluster of games but uh really tough test for your boys and justin herbert mvp campaign um i can't i love both teams so much i don't know how i how i even get involved in this casey brown brings up a great point that no one practices, no one practices on wednesday, no one's practicing am, on wednesday this I'm, week. I'm super super hopeful that the browns are pulling some patriots bullshit and that all of these guys are fine and good to go and that they're just giving them a day off but declaring them like hey uh that guy had a calf that guy had a hip that guy had a back that guy had a shoulder uh, just to give you know some of their vets time to to regroup after what was a really hard because that was a hard defensive performance for them against the Vikings. Yeah. Like they left a lot of out there on the field, um, and now they got to go on the road again. Second week in a row on the road. This one's a little bit more difficult travel spot. They're flying out to the West Coast. I think I stepped in it in both uh, my plays on this one. I wish I could take them back. Um, I could probably buy out of them still. I think I'm on Brown's money line at plus one hundred eight. You could probably get out. Uh, I'm of on this, under 47 and a half, so I could get on over 46 and hope it lands 47, or take a plus may, number alternate and I just might. completely wash out. Yeah, I, I'm not betting this game, but this will be one I'm very, very excited to watch. If the Browns are healthy, they're in this game. The Chargers have really, really, every, and I, I said this: everyone wants to talk about Herbert and and Staley. But like this defense might be the better defense on the field Sunday, which is this total. something to say. I'm definitely um, buying out of this total. Another thing, everyone, another everyone's talking about this, but they should be talking about this. Everyone, you know, years ago, it was like, oh, the McVeigh and the Kingsbury and the, 
even Shanahan a little, although he's not as young. Like these young hip coaches, like no, apparently it was Staley. Like uh, we we were a half generation too early. It was Staley and Stefanski that we were waiting for. These are the true young, smart coaches of our generation, and I love them both. Not getting involved. Speaking of young, smart coaches, the Dallas Cowboys will be hosting the Giants. And Mike McCarthy does not fall into that category. But despite him, this offense is what was promised. This is what we thought we'd saw last year. Drew and I, mid-summer when we were doing previews, were arguing on should we bet McCarthy coach of the year or Dallas highest scoring offense. And none of it even mattered because Dak got hurt. The entire offensive line got hurt. Most of the defense that was decent got hurt. The defense wasn't good to begin with. I think we lost a receiver. Did Zeke miss time? It honestly doesn't matter at this point. We all know what happened to that NFC East last year. Dallas was supposed to be this prolific offense. I think they were favorites to be, it was like second or third favorites behind the Chiefs and maybe one other team to be highest scoring offense. And boy, it's. I'm just like relieved to finally see this. I hate seeing good teams <laughs> suck like because of injuries. Oh yeah, I know. And it's not like I'm some Cowboys fan. Like it's an awful bandwagon off or fan base really. And I know some Cowboys fans. It's annoying. Like the Cowboys Super Bowl jokes are hilarious when they last, you know, Cowboys last Super Bowl and it's pictures of VHS tapes. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's been a while, but man, I had this one team, of those from Sports Illustrated. This team can compete. This team can absolutely compete. But again, like the Giants offense is much, much better than we thought it would be. I've said nice things about some of the running plays they've drawn up for dimes, but he's throwing the ball better than I thought. And really without a ton of great weapons around him outside of uh, Saquon. So uh, (sighs) Dallas at the Giants, seven's probably... So seven is not too much because it's such a good offense and because this Cowboys or Giants defense has been banged up a little. Dallas's point scoring distribution has a long tail that finds its way into the 50s at the very end of it. Dallas can absolutely take this total over themselves if the conditions are right. So the seven is, although it's like a me, if it's a median projection, you know, it's one of those median mean things where yep. you you really, really might be playing with some dangerous wood if you were. I don't know, what was that for an analogy? I I don't know dangerous <laughs> matches. I don't know what I was trying to say there. You're you're playing you're playing with fire. That's what matches are when Got you it. want to take Giants plus seven because it could be the right side up and down the up and down the field on Sunday, and the Giants could lose by twenty one because this offense is really really unstoppable when when they get going at times so i'm i'm sketched out about this game and i'm not getting involved totals nice and high if this game starts slow or if the giants were to go out to a lead i'd probably be looking at some live overs uh no interest in uh cowboys team total over 29 and a half do you think they get to 30 I, I think some of it depends. I think yeah, the Urban Meyer joke. I love it. I think some of it depends on what the Giants do. The Giants, and again, this is another surprise. What what we expected was, and we got, was the Cowboys offense to be very good. What we didn't expect and we got was several pieces of this Cowboys defense to be decent. 
Obviously, Diggs is getting a lot of play because he's getting a counting stat in interceptions. But he's it's not just that. He's very good. They've had a little bit of a pass rush. The linebackers aren't horrible anymore. Like, it's not a good defense, but it's not. I mean, how bad was this defense last year? Bottom, Bottom five. Three? Yeah, it Bottom was five. very, 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 very bad. So, Jaguars. I'm... Uh... Uh... There was a couple uh, teams at, at times. At times, the Raiders were. Yeah, Falcons yeah, were worse. It, it was a bottom five defense, and if it can be middle of the pack, this offense can absolutely take them and beat anybody in the league. Really, that's why we did take them to win the NFC. And I'm not gonna lay it with them. If this, I mean, if this is sitting around a touchdown and you love just teasing shit, not a bad teaser. Like, I'll tell you why I think the Cowboys team total over is still live regardless of what the dallas defense does in this game uh and by the way we should mention micah parsons defensive rookie of the year that's probably a wrap or at least if he stays healthy uh that's his to lose um when the cowboys play the eagles yeah. they did not take their foot off their throats they played through it in fact, it was 27 to 14. The Cowboys then went and scored on back to back touchdowns. Both of them were passing touchdowns by Dak Prescott to go up 34 14, to go up 41 14. So there's not like this, like if it's 20, let's say it's 24 3 in the third quarter, and you're like, God damn it, we need one more touchdown from Dallas. Pollard, Pollard, you're going to try. Point. Yeah, Pollard might break one. Zeke might break one. Like, you know, he's looked a lot fresher. The offensive line's winning their 1v1s. I Here's think... a question. Is there a better spot for Dallas and Survivor? Probably. I, I'm holding them for Thanksgiving. Yeah, we'll some some Survivor leagues, especially if you played Circa, requires you to take a, a Thanksgiving game. So some people are probably saving them for Thanksgiving. If you're not in that kind of league, it's not a bad leg. Not a bad choice, however you want to call it. They get a couple of uh, they get a couple of decent spots later this season. Um, expecting them to be better than and also playing with Survivor in although fuck I can't even say that because I like divisional Minnesota games. Division. Yeah, divisional games <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm more sketched yeah, out with divisional little, games yeah. early, early like week one, week two. You don't want to use divisional games. I'm sketched As out by yeah, I'm sketched out by divisional games that involve an opponent who is somewhat frisky, and the Giants are somewhat frisky. Um, their offense might not be quite as bad as they looked against the Broncos and against the, you know, and, and actually after the Broncos game, the Giants offense has been putting up, uh, you know, respectable performances. They lost to the Falcons, obviously, but they got a lot of yards in that game. They were just failures in the red zone. Um, they beat, I mean, they, you know, that offense did remarkably well against what we know to be a good defense last week in New Orleans. Was it fluky? Possibly. But uh, I don't think uh, I don't think you can get two over your skis here with Dallas and Survivor. Uh, maybe save them for Week Ten. Week Ten, there's not a lot of good choices, and they get Atlanta at home. They'll probably be eight and a half point favorites. So yeah, that's what I would do. Um, not betting this though. This is a live bet game for me. Or uh, you know, if I if you made me bet this game, I would take Dallas minus fourteen or something. Just give me a give me a big Dallas. Um, alternate spread on like 14 and a half, like plus whatever you'd give me on that. So you're not looking for Dallas over team total over. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you on that. But if you, but I mean, is that a better look than that than Philly at 20 and a half? 
it's a lot of points, and I do worry that you know that it could slow down later. I don't know. Like I'm gonna have to look into that a little. That might actually be a bet bet, you know, rather than just secret team total bet, which those have been crushing. I remembered to bet them this year. I was I forgot to bet them so many times last year because we were on the pod. Sure. It, it screws me up when they hit. I get all mad, but no, I I still like Philly better, I think. Okay. All right. Let's uh um, let's move on couple to left. Yeah. One more divisional. Every week, NFC West teams are just gonna play each other in a battle royale. The Niners and the Cardinals, the red hot Cardinals at home, five and a half. Niners took money. Niners are taking money. I oh, <laughs> oh yeah. This, this, if there's a six, you should bet it. Like, let's just say it. I make this like four. And I upgraded the Fal or I upgraded the Falcons. I would never do that. Sorry, Dan. I upgraded the Cardinals. I mixed up my birds and I still I can't make a big downgrade for the Niners. I don't think it matters which quarterback's in. Really, I'm not seeing a big jump in play either way. So uh, Niners plus six is probably a play here. I'm going to hunt around. I uh, a divisional game. These divisional games, like we joked about taking the dog every time, but <laughs> they're going to make me take the dog every time somehow. This, they're this overreacting just... week in, week out. Yeah, you have to. And and truthfully, like this, maybe this is the dumbest thing I'll say on the pod outside of the already dumb shit I said, but like it's not like they're strangers to the stadium. They played in it like six times last year. Yeah, they went they there for a whole they, month. Yeah, they spent, they spent they like lived a whole in Arizona month down for a whole there. Month. They spent Christmas so, in Arizona. Yeah, they, yeah. They, this is like a, a home away from home. It's not a big travel spot. The Niners are not in a bad spot here, despite what happened last week. And yeah, I I can't get this near this Dude. number. So this, this is, a play. is this is like deja vu all over again. Last year, the Niners in Week Five were coming off of an embarrassing loss to the Miami Dolphins at home. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And then they drew the Rams the next week. And the, the look ahead and the preseason look ahead was like Niners by three. And then the game showed up and it was Niners plus three and a half. And it was like, huh? <laughs> like that can't be like that. You can't have a swing like that. This is the same kind of thing. This swung from the look ahead across three to six, which is bananas in and of itself. This swung from the preseason expectation of pick them, pick them to six, which is to, to have a math model tell you that the Cardinals are a plus EV play here. You literally cannot incorporate any preseason prior that was anywhere close to market. In fact, your math model, if you do incorporate a prior and you have a math model that tells you that the Cardinals are the right side of five and a half or six. You've already got all of the Cardinals futures in your pocket and you probably are thinking, why would I double down when laying all these points? Because your, your prior was so off market in the first place. Like, does what I'm saying make sense? Like, this is just, it's a, no, no. It's a math. You, you do. You like, we're at that week, week three, week four, week five are kind of the, the parts of the season where I start to deviate to the point where I'm almost to 50, 50 prior versus my, my, I test my stats, my numbers I'm running, the numbers I'm scraping from this season. Okay. And and yeah, just I I can't get I can't get them this different. Like I can't make them this different. You can't make them. It's that that's the like, point. I can't so basically make this big of a gap. So basically, you look at this market and without even running a number, without even keeping a power number, it is obvious this is Niners or pass. Okay? Which then brings the question 
to Niners or, money line? or pass. Niners or pass. And there are reasons you might want to pass. It's important to probably point some of these reasons out. They could be starting a rookie quarterback in his first ever start on the road. In fact, they probably are. I'm kind of expecting that they are. I'm assuming and they will. I'm assuming they will. And it is also possible that Trey Lance is not ready to take an NFL, you know, to start an NFL game. That is possible. Um, I mean, Kyle Shanahan has told us as much the way he's handling this situation. Um, and I guess I am fine looking past that because the running game here, particularly with Trey Lance under center, should be virtually unstoppable. Like the RPOs that they can run with Trey Lance under center should be so lethal in this game that the Niners should be able to put a lot of scoreboard pressure on the Cardinals on offense alone. Even if Trey Lance looks, you know, skipping passes every third or fourth pass, which is what he waited last week in relief effort, by the way, where he wasn't expecting to go out there. That said, the matchup then and the win on the money line probably comes down to can the Niners defense contain Kyler Murray? And to this point in the season, no one has been able Ain't to nobody do that. doing that. But uh, you have two edge rushers going up against a weak offensive line. You have um, a little bit better Kyler Murray stopper in Fred Warner than you have had any other team to this point on the field. Yeah, he's top. He's top two or three for what he does right now for me. Yeah, Probably oh, top two. Sure. Yeah, and you know this is the time. This is the kind of game he should be able to shine. Um, similarly, Cliff Kingsbury's teams have never fared well against the Niners. Uh, they got that one upset win week one last year that was somewhat fluky, but uh, then later in the season with their playoff fortunes at stake yeah. against a backup quarterback, they were helpless against the 49ers and i think realistically i mean even if jimmy Garoppolo trots out there on a bum calf and is somewhat limited i still think arizona is going to have a tough time going score for score with this niners niners team considering how well they've been defended in the past and uh honestly the niners defense is at a stronger state now from a personnel standpoint than they were December 26th last year when they held them to yeah, even, 12 points. Even at the end of last year where people were just kind of, you know, they were not a team we were thinking about. They were still really, really hurt. It's not like they got players back at the end. They ended the season with more team, more players on IR than anyone has ever ended a season since the like start of the IR being a thing. I, I read that in the Football Outsiders. Maybe it was second most. Either way, it was horrible. And yeah, it uh, brings up an under, division under. I worry about that a little just with the dynamics on both offenses. Like, I, I think you said this on... If this was sitting at like 52, I'd think about it. But it, this number's probably about right. It, yeah, I agree. Uh, I think you said it on the Sunday pod too, which is that like you might only get one chance this season to sell high on this Arizona Cardinals team. And they are at the top of their range in terms of how good they actually are and how the market is perceiving them. So the most likely outcome yeah. this weekend is that the Niners cover the spread and that the market adjusts the Cardinals back down into their range as opposed to at the upper, upper, upper limit. 
Yeah. Uh, and I have the Cardinals a lot higher than I thought I would at this point in the year. I I have them right right there with like Baltimore and the Rams, really. And honestly, I would love nothing more than the Browns to eke out a win, the Niners to upset the Cardinals, and then to get some value on Kyler Murray next week as a dog going up against the Cleveland Browns. Like that'd be a fun that'd be a fun yeah. spot to come in and grab some Cardinals, honestly. Um, so this is the arc we're hoping for here. Baker I took some I took up. some six today. So I'm on I'm on it. I can't okay. not be. All right, just, good job. Good good work. Let's go. Are you on it? Oh yeah. Yeah, this is the I biggest so. this is the biggest position I have on I, the card this week. I don't yeah, I don't make sense of this number. Last time I didn't make sense of a number though, it was the Raiders plus three. So here we go. <laughs> Buffalo at KC. We disagree on this one. Let's end with a disagreement. Ooh. I make this a pick and you do not. No. Tell me um, why. I have Buffalo as my top team. I have Buffalo ahead of Tampa. Wow. I have Buffalo ahead of KC. It's not by a lot, but I don't have a big home field for anybody. KC is a good home field place. Like it's it's a Good crowd, good stadium. It's not that bad of a travel spot. I don't have anything real situationally except for, um, oh, I'm looking at Indy. Indy is an awful travel <laughs> situational. We'll get to that on Sunday. We'll talk Monday night football here. But I, yeah, I have Buffalo roughly almost a point better than KC on a neutral. Mm-hmm. And I make home field about a point. So I mm-hmm. make this a pick em. I should be taking the Bills. But a three is not as valuable at 56 and a half as it is at a 40. So I don't see a lot of reason to get in the way of this offense that hasn't even really gotten its feet under it yet, especially if it's going to be getting a little healthier. I don't give a shit about the defense. I don't think it's ever going to be good this year. It's if this could be a back and forth game where it depends who had, who kicked the field goal and who is going up by three when they're scoring and who's, going up by four when they're scoring <laughs> like it's it's almost like a tennis match well who served first who's sure. going to win this set six three rather than six four mm-hmm. like i have i don't have interest in getting involved here outside of a money line i may still be talked into a bills money line a bills team total over i think i like that the most because i can get that and they can still lose by 15 points for all i care but uh yeah, bills as a dog here you're talking 25 28 and a half and then uh, 28 and a quarter. So like a 27 on the Bills, they didn't even look that good last week. They looked disinterested. The first, I think maybe the first pass was a pick for Josh Allen. It was definitely the first drive. He didn't even look very sharp, and they put up 40. This offense, you know, it's not like KC is Houston, but how much higher do you have this defense than Houston's? It's not a top half of the league offense, or defense, excuse me. The KC defense is very suspect and Buffalo will get theirs. I have no interest in uh, getting too involved in this outside of a team total or just bills straight up. If bills get behind, I might take this live. If bills get behind, I might take bills team total again, live. Tell me why you're betting the chiefs chief. So uh, bills are chiefs light. We said that a lot during the preseason previews. Uh, the bills are you now you have bills as chiefs have you wow well the bills um, have a defense it's it's not as good as it was oh, but it's still no, 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 
it's still it is oh, are no, you gonna no, say no, the no, buffalo no. defense is worse than kansas city's no in this matchup who is a better any, defense i'm saying that if there is any if there's any unit that is coming into this matchup as overrated it is almost certainly the bills defense because to this point in the season they have faced ben roethlisberger who they made look kind of good at least in the second half of that game uh they have faced jacoby Brissett. they have faced um taylor heineke and they have faced davis mills playing down to your opponent (laughs) they hey they've done well uh they've done well against that unit their metrics look great but uh they they ain't played they haven't played nobody um and Bills haven't played nobody they ain't played nobody and then on the flip side if there is a unit that is coming into this matchup somewhat underrated i have it as a coin toss between the chiefs offense and the chiefs defense and you can look at me and say how in the world could the chiefs offense be underrated and I would tell you that they have had some fluky turnovers that have suppressed some of their advanced metrics to the tune of you kind of do a little bit of sort of, you know, obviously this is data mining and, you know, a little bit of, uh, you know, cooking the books to a degree, taking out the turnovers. And you see, like, this is a historically good offense. Yeah. And the Chiefs defense has also faced some extremely tough competition so far this season. They've had to go up against the Browns the Ravens, the Chargers, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Those are four top half of the league uh, offenses. Three of those, I would say, are top 10 offenses. So now you face the Bills. The Bills, in my opinion, and Josh Allen specifically, looks to have taken a small step backwards this year. His completion percentage over expectation through four weeks last year, it was 9.2. Through four weeks this year, it is league average. 3.2. And in fact, his full season sample last year, including the winter months, was almost eight. And now he has taken a decent step backwards despite being in the same offensive system with similar, if not better, weapons to pass with. And to a degree, I think we're getting confirmation that Allen is not himself from the way that they Bills are calling the game. They are actually trying to work on the running game they are trying to get moss and singletary more involved out there and honestly i you know i i I loved their old approach of just pass 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 when then more pass um but they're showing giving us they're tipping their hand a little bit that they're like well we might need actually to run sometimes and i i have a concern about the bills going score for score here with the chiefs and i have no concern that the Chiefs are going to get their points in this matchup because this game, if we go back in time, was Chiefs minus 170 at the AFC Championship game. Same venue, neutral situation, both teams coming off of, uh, you know, performing, you know, playing the previous week. Um, Except Pat Mahomes had a foot injury and a concussion or neck injury, neck injury that he was dealing with heading into that game. And his mobility, his ability to, you know, break the pocket and use his legs was completely in question. Uh, It turned out that that didn't matter because whenever he needed a first down or a score, Travis Kelsey was uncoverable by that linebacking core. And now you have a Bills defense that has injuries to Milano, to Pryor, to uh, even Trey White 
If Trey White is not 100% and he's expected to go toe-to-toe with Tyreek Hill, who is the best skill position player in football right now, I don't see it happening. I think this could potentially be one-way traffic here for Kansas City again. Uh, and the fact that you're getting a you're getting a better price on Kansas City today than last winter when Mahomes was banged up and the offensive line was a tatters uh, is not uh, reflecting a fair price. And did the Bills go to the freaking workshop and come up with a million different exotic looks that haven't been seen before? I, that, that that's where I'm going to interrupt you there today. That, Possibly. That, that's where I'm that interrupt might you happen. because that I, might I don't happen. think you saw. Like, why would you show anything last week you in would. a game? You, you would. would never show anything. You I would. really and and that's where I'm at. Like you said, hey, they played some. They played some. They played some tough teams. Yeah, they gave up 29 to the Browns, and it should have been more. They lost to the Ravens, giving up 36. They gave up 30 to the Chargers at home. The Eagles game, I'm not going to count the 30 because some of it was garbage. I don't want to give the Eagles too much credit for the garbage points. But at times, a bad coach in Sirianni, I'm just going to say it, and a young quarterback, we're not sure, looked pretty competent. I don't think we've seen the best of the Bills. I don't really subscribe to the CPOE over a short sample size, like four games. And I, I think... I'm and again, I am not going to bet the Bills. I'm not betting the Bills. <laughs> I will bet the Bills. Team. Well, you should I, if you think they're the better team. I I just well, I don't I don't I don't think in a game where I have these teams this close with a total that probably should be sixty, okay. I'm going to get a lot. I'm not getting like that. Some huge, you know, in, in a smaller total game like a plus one twenty feels pretty good. Like I have a lot of value on this team. This is just such a high variance game with two offenses that might just really go back and forth. Cause I still think I'm very much lower on the KC defense than you. And I'm still just based on the results, honestly. And really I'm not that high on the Buffalo defense. I think they're better, but I, I think the Kansas city offense is better. I think it's strength on strength. We, you know, strength on weakness. I, I just, I do have the Kansas city defense downgraded a little. And I, I really think a really good coaching staff might've been saving up a little for this game. And you, you've not seen, you know, some of the wrinkles, although the, the, obviously, obviously the Steelers game bothers me. Like the Steelers game makes no sense, but teams have week, teams week have one. Conquers. You got you got you got to throw out week one to a degree. I think. <laughs> and yeah, and this is um, I'll probably get talked into a Bills money line. If I want Bills money line, I want the I want KC with the ball first. I want to bet them when they're down seven okay. because this is going to be good. This is going to be a good back and forth. Okay. Man, I should just take an over and cheer. Like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a small amount of money. This is not a real bet. Just I'm going to put a little on this over, just because that will be fun. Like okay. if if you don't want this game to end like 42 41, then you don't like football. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. I'm well, you very, don't. I'm you very don't. much 45 41 for your case. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, no, no, no. That's a good point. Yeah, no, yeah, I got yeah. two and a half. I, I oh by the way, that's another important part about this. I laid two and a half, not three. Yeah. Uh and does that matter? A little more exciting. as doesn't matter as much with the super high total. It but, matters though. Um, but I got a, I got a flat two and a half. I did not. It matters for and, something. And honestly, and I had a good discussion with the guy who was asking what's better, two and a half or three right now, because he added a couple books for this game. I think three with the with the cheaper price is better now currently because of yeah. the high total. 
Um, and you know, there's going to be to get to, you know, if the expectation when you have a 57 point total is that there's going to be about 10 scoring drives <laughs> and the number of combinations that you need to land exactly on three when you have 10 scoring drives is, is, is a little random. It's a little more random. And, so uh, we'll, we'll cut her here in a second because it is getting late, but Ooh, a good question from Sean. Yeah. He says, if the bills were going to save something for KC, wouldn't they save it for when they play KC in the playoffs? I, I I understand the point, but at the same time, this is such a massive game for seeding. Yeah, it's enormous. And it's basically so clinched, and, and clinched the fact the that the one, yeah, yeah, you you almost certainly would have a very very inside track in the one seed, and the one seed is so important right now because of the way they do things without anybody else getting a buy. Having that and then making people come to Buffalo in the winter to play you would be so big. So I, I don't think you can hold back. Seating is so huge. And yes, next week there'll be four teams on buys. So we'll be able to keep this under an hour and a half, maybe get to bed at a decent time. I don't disagree with the taking the two and a half. I think you got a good number and the market's, you know, semi in agreement with you now as it's bouncing back. But I think you'll see good two way action on this. And the Dodgers just tied it up. Ooh. Justin Turner. Can we let's go watch playoff baseball, man? I think both yeah, of our was, hockey players. I was gonna ask, too, right? was was this the same Sean? Did he change his, his profile picture between the beginning have. of the pod and the end? Just because I joked about not knowing if it was the gal. Oh, I that's don't pretty know. funny. If so, that's pretty funny. I, I respect the move for uh, letting me know. The uh real quick, the uh uh I think both the hockey plays won, right? Rangers and the Columbus Blue Jays. Oh yeah. I parlayed them. <laughs> No, did you? <laughs> well, I played him straight. You didn't lay the puck lines? Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, I thought about um, it. All right. Uh, I I oh, don't have much more to add, but uh, we'll we'll revisit this. How about we revisit this at halftime of the uh, Bills game? How about that? Bills Chiefs. Yeah, we'll, well, yeah, we'll have to. We'll be playing the second half on this game, so we'll, yeah, we'll touch base on that again. This is, this is a very, very good, <sighs> important really? game. Yes. And really, this week, three pretty solid primetime games. Yeah. Unless you, I mean, the Colts ones. The Colts we didn't one settle on great. a secret pod play. Eagles, uh, Eagles, Eagles. Okay. Yeah. Any consideration? Any any consideration? Colts team total under. Carson we can Wentz do that. We on can the do road a time. On his third straight road. I don't game have anything going ankles. Monday. I don't have. I don't have anything yeah, going Monday. Maybe a second secret pod play at halftime on Sunday. Who okay, knows? Let's hope that that ticks up and we can get under twenty and under twenty on the on the Colts for Monday Night Football. But the true secret pod play, we're going to go Eagles over twenty and a half. That sounds fun. All right, let's go Week Five. This is exciting. We are uh, in regular season form now. The uh, extended preseason is over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're full we're full go. And I, I will mention that if you're doing anything with this, I don't think a lot of people probably take this into account because it isn't a really big deal. But there are um the the two london teams the falcons and the jets will be taking their bye next week along with the niners and, niners and saints. saints so four teams on bye next week so teams will be starting to head into their bye and then head out and we don't take buys no weeks off here no. thanks for everybody in the chat yeah thanks for, right, for watching listening give it a thumbs up on the way out if you're watching this on youtube and you made it this far yep all right give best it a thumbs luck. up Best of luck. This is getting me in the mood to go to the islands, man. I might have to go out to Catalina this weekend. I'm going to go hiking up by Red Wing.
Red Wing Boots. <laughs>